This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 18th of April. In your Squiz today, scams are on the rise, clashes in Sudan escalate, counting on a maths turnaround, and farewell to the Phantom. This is your Squiz today. A new report was out yesterday from the ACCC, which is the Australian Competition and Consumer Commission, Claire, and what it found wouldn't surprise anyone who's sick to death of scam calls, emails and text messages. Aussies reported losing more than $3.1 billion to scammers last year. That was an average of $20,000 per victim. And the true figure could be much higher than that because it's thought that about 30% of victims don't report their loss to anyone Mm. and just 13% notify the ACCC via its scam watch service. Uh, The regulator's annual targeting scams paper, which was out yesterday, includes an analysis of 500,000 scam reports that were lodged in 2022. It found that the total amount lost last year was up 80% on 2021 and that $3.1 billion is the most that Aussies have lost to scammers. Uh, the ACCC's Deputy Chair, Catriona Lowe, says that scammers' tactics are becoming increasingly sophisticated and fast-moving. So to break it down a little bit, Claire, Investment scams were the biggest contributor to last year's total. They came in at $1.5 billion, and that was followed by remote access scams, which totaled $229 million. That's when a scammer gives you a fake but credible story to trick you into giving them remote access to your computer or device. And then that was followed by payment redirection scams at $224 million. That's when scammers impersonate a business via email and request an upcoming payment be redirected to a fraudulent account. As for who they're targeting, the ACCC says that scammers turned their focus towards vulnerable Aussies last year. Yeah, a record number of scams were made against people with a disability last year. They reported financial losses of $33.7 million. Also, Indigenous people uh, and people from culturally and linguistically diverse communities uh, were also in scammers' sites. But the ACCC points to major data breaches. Of course, we've talked quite a bit, Alice, in the recent Mm -hmm. past about Optus and Medibank. Uh, Of course, what the ACCC says is that those breaches have made millions of Australians across all ages and backgrounds more susceptible to scams. Yeah, so as for what you can do to keep yourself safe from scams, the experts say be really, really careful. Never click on links in emails that you're unsure about. Always check a message's spelling and grammar if you think it might not be legit. And avoid banking and online shopping when you're connected to public Wi-Fi. We've got a link to those and more suggestions in your episode notes today. 
We touched on this briefly yesterday, Claire, but the crisis in Sudan is still ongoing and there's increasing fears that it will completely derail the country's dream of a peaceful transition to democracy. Yeah, that's pretty much gone now. The fighting's intensifying in the capital city there of Khartoum. Uh, It's got Sudanese people and also the experts who are watching it very closely worried about the prospect of an entrenched civil war. Just to recap on the background to all of this, there's two army generals involved, General Al Burn of Sudan's military and also Lieutenant General Hamden uh, of the Rapid Support Forces, which is known as the RF. It's a paramilitary force. Uh, They began a street battle on Saturday for control of the country. That has escalated and the fighting continued uh, into Sunday and yesterday. Uh, That included the army fighter jets being deployed to strike the RFS in its positions. Yeah, and like we said yesterday, both generals are blaming the other for the conflict. There's reports that at least 97 civilians have been killed and more than 1,000 have been injured in it so far. Bruce Lerman is back in the news, Claire, and squizzers would be forgiven if they haven't kept up with what legal process it relates to this time. But the latest inquiry, which some reports say is the equivalent of an ACT Royal Commission, is looking into whether the police and prosecutors did their jobs correctly during the that high-profile trial against him late last year. Yeah, so this inquiry stems from allegations made by the ACT's Director of Public Prosecutions, that's Shane Drumgold. He says that the ACT police, uh, which is an offshoot of the Federal Police, conducted inappropriate interference into the prosecution of Bruce Lerman, who, of course, is the former Liberal Party staffer who was accused of raping his colleague Brittany Higgins Mm. back in 2018. Uh, That criminal trial was ultimately aborted last year after misconduct by a juror. Uh, And of course, Higgins later said that she wasn't up for a new trial. Drumgold's claimed that the police pressured him not to prosecute Lerman. And so far, the inquiries heard that the police prosecutor relationship was always beset by tension. In news to every maths teacher's ears, Claire, UKPM Rishi Sunak is cracking down on numeracy skills, which he says are every bit as essential as reading. But he goes a bit further than that. He also says that a poor understanding of maths should not be socially acceptable. Alice, I'm one of those people who has dined out on my appalling maths (laughs) record at school, taking great delight in how terrible I was at maths. Uh, Of course, I've had to apply myself. When you're running a business, you do actually have to do a bit of maths. So I'm really quite proud of my later years achievements. But what Sunak is doing is that he has since he's become Prime Minister, set out an agenda where he wants all pupils of England's schools to study maths up to the age of 18. Uh, He also wants to put a lot of effort into focusing on what he calls the nation's anti-maths mindset. It's an issue very close to his heart. He apparently uses his own spreadsheets for use in the government. You can imagine (laughs) how really troublesome that would be if you're a bureaucrat. (laughs) 
but he's also a former investment banker and that made him a very wealthy man. What he says is that he wants all Brits to have the opportunity to use maths to further their lives and their careers. Yeah, the UK was ranked 18th in the world for maths attainment in 2019. So I guess they've got a little bit of work to do to get there. And not to get too competitive, Claire, but Australia was in the top 10. Yeah, not not through any help from me or anyone <laughs> like me, that's for sure. <laughs> Quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. And speaking of impressive numbers, Claire, The Phantom of the Opera's ended its record 35-year run on Broadway. That's 13,981 shows in front of more than 20 million audience members. And it grossed a massive total of 1.36 billion US dollars in that time. Alice, long-time squizzes will know I just cannot abide <laughs> musical theatre. <laughs> but anyway, this, of course, is the Andrew Lloyd Webber classic. Uh, he has been in New York for that very glamorous final performance. There were bazillion celebrities there uh, and also actors from the show's past. Uh, lots, of course, of very big names who have been in that production on Broadway. Uh, the final performance was frequently interrupted by applause, uh, but not just for the actors, also for favourite props, including <laughs> the chandelier, which takes a really big part. Also, a monkey music box. I'm really wondering now why I wouldn't like that. Um, after a COVID shutdown, The Phantom sometimes really struggled to break even. Uh, it has running costs of US $1 million a week. So the decision was made to call curtains on the production. Yeah, the show's producer, Cameron McIntosh, hasn't counted out an encore though. He says, of course it will return, all the great musicals do. Squeeze the day, Claire. Yesterday, the National Press Club hosted Penny Wong and today it's Bill Shorten. Yep, the Albanese government ministers are certainly going through there. Uh, Shorten, of course, these days is the Minister for Government Services and that includes the National Disability Insurance Scheme. So there's always interest in those issues and his speech will kick off today at 12.30. And I don't really know who needs to hear this one, but it's also International Jugglers Day. We've all got a bit on the go, so remember... Remember to take a moment to celebrate your multitasking abilities. (laughs) That's it for us today. Have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Hello, it's Bryce here from Squiz Kids. Kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream, which is why we're excited to present a special Squiz Kids Q&A this week with Federal Treasurer Jim Chalmers. It's the podcast where the kids of Australia get to ask the questions. Tune in to Squiz Kids today to find out how the notorious B.I.G. has helped shape next week's budget, why the Treasurer considers himself more of a three-pointer than a slam dunker, and why his toenails will be painted with glitter nail polish next Tuesday when he stands in Parliament to hand down the budget. 
Plus, there's a cheeky question in there about his leadership ambition. All part of our mission to engage kids in the wider news agenda. Check it out in the Squiz Kids podcast feed or via squizkids.com.au.